Welcome to level 43 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast, a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California. And on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. The rock of our podcast, Vactor. The jabroni eating, pie eating, hell raising, trailblazing, people's champ. Jeff, know your role and shut your mouth. It doesn't matter what Jeff thinks. (laughs) 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 And our very own Doink the Clown, Jeffrey W. the second. He's always angry, Jeffrey W. the second. Is is Doink allowed in Saudi Arabia? Or is that off limits now? Yeah, I do not understand the reference, and I'm Dink. <laughs> Dink. <laughs> Thank you, oh, everybody, for joining us. If this is your first episode of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave us a nice five star review, tell your fellow vidgets about us. Uh, we're the new and improved Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast. Uh, oh, I guess. Snap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, explain that not not allowed in Saudi Arabia thing to me. Um. So rumor has it right now that the WWE is about to sell to the government of Saudi Arabia, and uh, Rob, you know, uh, without getting too political here, not a lot of fans, uh, you know, out there for the uh, government of Saudi Arabia. Uh, including women wrestlers, including uh, wrestlers from certain countries that are not, you know, particularly at peace with Saudi Arabia. Let's see, uh, you know, it causes a lot of headaches in that in that world, and uh, it's very interesting to see an American company be sold to uh, a company in the Middle East. Oh, well, that is or, uh, a government in the Middle East, rather. That's true doink behavior, (laughs) if you ask me. All right, folks. Well, hey, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Some Xbox Bethesda news. Ubisoft is struggling. Marvel Snap's getting an update. We beat some games. I saw a movie. And maybe, just maybe, we'll dive into some hot and tasty After Dark content. But uh, here's the thing. The thing that I need to tell you guys, first and foremost, Jeff W., the doink of our podcast, is always DTF. Down to talk fun, that is. So, uh, Vactor, why don't we hop into the strategy guide section of our podcast and uh, give it to give it to Jeff W. raw and dirty, like he yeah. likes it. Jeez. Well, Jeff W. loves Xbox and Bethesda, so he's going to be very excited come January 25th because they're going to have a developer direct live stream providing Jeff with an inside look at some of the games coming to Xbox, PC, and Game Pass over the next few months. Yeah, what? it looks like we're going to be getting some... Uh, I think, so there's four major games in this in this direct, and I think this is like, and you know, and I, I put this in the notes, it's like, this seems like it's... I think they might have announced or hinted at this prior to the Video Game Awards, but, you know, due to their lack of presence there, uh, it seemed to be, you know, this might make up for that a little bit. 
Uh, but they're going to be doing a, an ESO, Elder Scrolls Online uh, section, Forza section, Minecraft Legends. Uh, and what I'm most interested in uh, is the Redfall stuff. I wonder if they, you know, for for me, I'm always interested in like, like, let's get to the gameplay. Let's see what this looks like, you know, in real time once like once this is actually out there. Uh, so I'm hoping for some of these we get to to see that rather than, you know, uh, a trailer, let's say. This is happening two weeks from today. And it's going to be on Xbox and Bethesda Twitch and YouTube channels at 12 p.m. Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm only interested in the Forza and Minecraft Legends sections myself. What? You've never <laughs> yeah. talked about Minecraft Legends <laughs> or well, Minecraft. Has Back ever talked about Minecraft? Well, Jeff and I played Minecraft. What was not Legends? Right? Mm. What was the name of it? Minecraft? It. Was it Minecraft? No. <laughs> Is the, it called Minecraft? No, not the Minecraft one. The one where the action. No, it's like, it's like Diablo's Dungeons. Is, uh, yeah. Minecraft Dungeons. We yes. played Minecraft Dungeons together. So I want to play this Legends. I want to see what this is all about because this is an action strategy game. My, Minecraft Dungeons often described as Diablo but boring. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. It's good. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Jeff played it with me and he liked it, Rob. <laughs> but was he uh was he just saying that to appease you? No, he liked it. No, I, <laughs> I, I do I do it. like it. You know, actually I would say, because I don't think you two are uh Diablo let's call you guys non Diablo heads. Uh, hey, we've said know. on this show plenty of times I've played Diablo. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a I Diablo think- than Vactor. No. Yeah. But I think Diablos. you would like <laughs> it sucks and it cuts. Um, but uh, actually, D- Minecraft Dungeons is, is very it's simplified down. Uh, so I would almost uh, I would almost recommend it to people if if you're if you're sort of a fan of Diablo, but you rather, you don't like the complexity. And I would even argue that's myself. Sometimes I don't like dealing with all the uh, complexities of the game. Uh, Dungeons is a a nice little a nice little romp uh through that type of game. Now, give me more info about Redfall. The minds behind Dishonored and Prey? Uh yes, please. I'll take yes. that. Thank you. Um, Vector's shaking his head over here. Well, Vector's is- never played Dishonored <laughs> or Prey. I played both of them for 15 minutes and I don't want to play them oh. again. Dang, you didn't oh you didn't like Dishonored at all? Mm-mm. It actually surprises me. I thought I thought that would have been a game you would have uh enjoyed. Yeah. But you like um, Bioshock. Yeah, I'll take Bioshock <laughs> over Dishonored. They're very any similar. Okay. Any okay. Day. I think it's uh, more of the setting. Like mm-hmm. the Bioshock that uh kind of that steampunk aesthetic. I don't like the Dishonored meh setting. <laughs> I think Dishonored is steampunk, but uh, no. anyway, no. Wow. Uh, yeah, Redfall is the uh, the zombie game coming from uh, Bethesda Studios, which is it's weird. Are are they officially purchased? Is that I done? don't think so. I, I think sure that's it's still all up in the air. Still, yeah, Xbox in theory owns uh, like half of gaming, <laughs> you know, but we have to wait for all these purchases to finish. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, but that's the zombie game, or not zombie, uh, vampire game coming from them. There's been a bunch of trailers. I think it even might have, it might have been like the opening one of the Game Awards, maybe, or like within the first couple trailers of, of the show starting. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see that. And I think on this list, too, uh, they are going to have a section about uh, what's the other, what's Star, Starfield, Starfall, Starfield. Star, Star or something. Yeah. Star, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star oh, Trek. Man. Just um, so you have know. a one track mind, Jeff. <laughs> just so you know if you google is dishonored really steampunk the first thing uh-huh. that comes up is not steampunk there's not a single steam boiler to be found anywhere in the game not even from a tea kettle yeah but Jeez. if you, how many hipsters <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if you look up steampunk cosplay i would argue that you don't see any steam kettles on any of those people either yeah <laughs> This just is what, gears, this, just this gears and gold watches. This was somebody said ten years ago. It has steampunk inspiration, but it is not steampunk. Huh. Is is steampunk? Was it a thing before Will Smith's Wild Wild West? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that Are you just, sure? That was just Jeff's favorite. But no, before that, uh, <laughs> before this podcast was a thing, Jeff. When Factor and I. Oh, God. What? <laughs> Does that show up in the podcast? Yeah, only right here. No, it's on the podcast. <laughs> we can only play three seconds of it before Let we get find this Wild Wild West. Hold on. <laughs> I was going to tell you, Jeff, before I was so rudely interrupted. Before Vactor made me think I was going crazy. This is fun. He uh. he was big into steampunk when I first met him. Oh really? Yeah, he wore the top hat. <laughs> the glass. Did he have the gears? He had you know, the gears all suit. over his top hat, hot glue yeah. on there, and I was like, "What? What are those for?" <laughs> He's like, "You just don't get it." Notice me, senpai. Notice me. <laughs> Notice me. True story. <laughs> not a not a drop of falsitudes in that. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Jeff, you added a story on here that you want to talk about, about Ubisoft. Yes. Yeah. So Stephen Totillo, uh, highly respected, you know, games journalist, uh, has broken many, many a news story. He used to, he used to work at uh, Kotaku. Uh, I think he's the reason that uh, Kotaku got banned from getting review copies from a bunch of studios because he would... Uh, put out a lot of accurate news, uh, which, you know, obviously the big boys don't like. But uh, he had a few tweets today uh, about Ubisoft, and there was a couple things that were interesting to me about it. Um, But uh, basically his tweet was, you know, Ubisoft's facing surprisingly slow sales. Uh, They've canceled three unannounced titles. Uh, and I guess back in July, they had canceled an additional four games. So this comes to about seven unannounced games in the past year that Ubisoft has canceled. Uh, and I trust his information. He's always been uh, pretty accurate. Um, I don't have a you know an exact percentage on you know how correct he is, but he's he's been usually pretty trustworthy. Um, and uh, they also you know we were talking a few weeks ago about. 2023 being kind of the the year of the delayed game, right? Uh, 
uh, and it looks like in this news and Ubisoft uh, putting out their, uh, you know, surprisingly low numbers, uh, they've also pushed back Skull and Bones. So that pirate game that's been floating around for five years is getting pushed back again to probably another year uh-huh. from now. Uh, and they're not even ready. Like, I think they said they're pushing back their beta phase. So I don't think we're going to be seeing that for a little while. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty funny. They also tried to, I think they tried to cover it up. He he had a some additional news on there that Ubisoft was saying they still had another large unannounced game, uh, you know, coming within the next, you know, fiscal year, which would put it at about a year from now, you know, at the latest, um, maybe March next year at the latest. Uh, and it's, uh, it's interesting to see, uh, Ubisoft struggling. I don't know. I don't know if their games are working like they used to, you know what I mean? I don't know if, uh, if they're quite, uh, I think, Maybe the memes have caught up to Ubisoft a little bit, you know, the meme of of a of an Ubisoft map, right? Just being a, essentially a a map of you know a throw up of icons, you know, or a puking on a map with icons, right? <laughs> Name the last Ubisoft game you even played, Jeff. Oof, I need a list. <laughs> it's been <laughs> exactly. I can't even think of it. Yeah. Um. Who? No, that's EA. EA's Need for Speed. What's so? What's like? I'm trying to think of what's come out in the last year. I have not played an Assassin's Creed for years. I did play. I did give Valhalla the the hour hour and a half treatment, but I did not. Uh, I knew there was too much there. I did not play that full game. So so probably, probably that. I think. I think mine was Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Dang. Yeah. What about Vactor? I'm just curious if he can remember. Can you remember the last Ubisoft game you played? Well, I was playing uh, Far Cry 6 for a little bit, and then every Assassin's Creed as it comes out, I give it 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I should have known. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't guess that. All right. Or no, what about your Mario Rabbids? Mario Rabbids, right? Which also. Oh, you're right. I did play Mario Rabbids, and Vactor played that too. Yeah. And, And I almost, like, let's be honest. You're you're half the reason you're there for is for Mario, you know. So I know it's an Ubisoft Nintendo joint, let's say venture, uh, but you know, come on, Jeff. Well, everybody who's anybody knows that Rayman is way better than Mario. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll die on that hill. <laughs> the Ubisoft guy doesn't even have any arms and legs, Jeff. His hands and mm-hmm. feet just float. Jeff, does Mario do that? No. Oh. Uh, this guy has to uh, have, be connected. <laughs> loser. What a loser, yeah. dude. This guy. Tom, <laughs> uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, which was, to me, terrible. Uh, that is probably actually the last one that I think I played on this list. Well, there you go. So. There you go. Suck it, Ubisoft. <laughs> uh, moving on. I guess since I added this story, I'll talk about it real quick. But this is mainly for Jeff's benefit because anybody who's been listening to the show knows that Jeff is obsessed with Marvel Snap. It's all he talks about, really. This thing right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap. There you go. Did you miss the? You hit the wrong button. Is that what it was back then? No, this thing messed up because I was renaming it. 
so that I could find it better, and then it just started playing it. <laughs> Marvel Snap uh, had an update uh, just the other day, and they be nerfing cards, boys. Uh, Arrow, Galactus went from uh, 6.3 to 6.2. Uh, I guess this is really only interesting if you're super into this game like Jeff W. is. Uh, yeah. But several cards were nerfed. Uh, Galactus Leader, Nova, Drax, Groot, Hazmat, Black Cat, Nakia, etc., etc., etc. So uh, just check out the, the show notes. Um, this affects me barely because it. Uh, I started a deck, Vector, and I named it called F em Over. And it's all the cards that I hate that people play against me. <laughs> and the cards that I feel like are screwing people over the most, like the leader, for example, the Doctor Doom, all the cards that either destroy or take cards away from the other player or lower their cards' health, or the crime against humanity. I get so mad anytime anybody plays this card against me. The the Hobgoblin and the Green Goblin, I put them in there. <laughs> That's my F I'm over deck. <laughs> uh, and some, it's what I named it, and... They nerfed some of the cards that I use. But for full details, uh, you can go straight to Marvel Snap's website to find all the the, uh, the patch notes. They still promise that they're doing uh, PvP stuff in the future, perhaps card trading. Uh, I would like to recommend a, a game mode on there, which is just random cards. Give me 12 random cards versus your 12 random cards vector, and, mm, and, we, just, right. and we just duke it out. Like That would be rad. But anyway... Marvel patch, or excuse me, Marvel Snap saw some changes. So check out those patch notes, boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about some video games. We are a video game podcast after all, and uh, Vactor has some news. He has an announcement to make. Two out of three hosts on this show saw credits this week, and <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm hmm. one of those two out of three. Hold on. Does it, was this a 10-minute game? This is a game that Jeff W., <laughs> <laughs> would never understand. It actually came out in 2018. That'd I don't, be why. I don't remember uh, how I found it. It Annapurna came up on game? one of my... Yeah, it's an Annapurna game, which Jeff doesn't Ooh. like Annapurna in Oh, I played games. this game. I, this was so, on Game oh, Pass who, for a minute. Who had an Annapurna game on their game of the year? Was that me? Or was I mean, that... But it was just, me and you, Jeff. Actually, yeah, if we're getting yeah. if we're getting down to brass yeah. tacks. But you I, just made fun of how long it was, Jeff. You didn't care that it was an Annapurna game. Now <laughs> I don't need it to be long. Let me actually, <laughs> let me actually, since Jeff didn't even look at the game, let me describe this game to all of our lovely listeners. This is the story of a young woman's first love, and it's basically an interactive graphic novel. If you know me. You know that I have a comic book podcast. So this was like catnip to me when I was playing this game. I said, this is fantastic. Not only is it a very relatable story of just what it's like to grow up, be young in your early 20s, early to mid 20s, have a relationship, and then all of the like the things that happen in a relationship this game chronicles all of those things. It's like a indie movie, actually, but it's very slice of life, very uh, web comic-y, and the art style is great. Um, it, I'm sure in 2018, this was on 
a bunch of best of the year list, but I'm just now playing it. So I played on Steam, and then I also bought it on iOS. So I played it on my iPad and on my iPhone, and it actually benefits from the touchscreen. So playing it, I actually beat it on Steam, but then I played it on, uh, I liked it so much I ended up buying it on iOS, and I was like, oh, dang, I should have played it like this from the start, because there's a lot of like swiping stuff, and when you have to brush your teeth, you have to hold the toothbrush, and doing that with my controllers, it's like when you have the mouse interface on mm. like Destiny or something, and you have to move the cursor, that's what it was like playing this game, but either way, it's a great game, fantastic story, and I think both the you should play it. It's not that long. I was mistaken. I thought I had played this one already, but it is not one that I had played. But I it's played on a ev- similar one on on uh, Game Pass. Yeah, it's on Switch. It's on Android. Looks like it's not on Xbox and PlayStation. So the consoles are losing out except for Switch. But again, with that touchscreen, the Switch probably is a pretty good version of this game. But I highly recommend Florence. I had a very good time playing this one all the way through and actually i'm replaying it because there's different achievements that you can get based on the it's almost like a telltale game based on the choices that you make so florence i will be playing again lucky hmm. now two out of the three hosts of this podcast did see credits this week and so if vactor saw credits that leaves me and jeff Jeff, did you see credits on anything this week? I saw credits on a couple Star Trek episodes. Oh! You know. He's prepping for that One Trek Mind Ooh. podcast. Okay, so I take... That That means no. That he, <laughs> he, he, he spent his precious video game timing this week to play or to watch Star Trek. And you know what? I respect that. I'm not going to get on your case this time, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> but I... I spent all my free time playing Marvel Snap this week and, and being a dad, I guess, and working. But outside of those, I spent all my free time finishing High on Life, boys. Ooh. High on Life. That's right. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to try not to get too spoilery on this. But the one thing I do want to say, in the very last minutes of the game... The very tail end, there is a a celebrity cameo that I feel like Vactor's going to love and Jeff W's going to love if Jeff W actually plays it. Uh, And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Skadoosh. Skadoosh. If you catch my drift, skadoosh. I actually took a picture of it. Here we go. El El Tigre. Chino. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, a little reference for Jeff W here this is an audio podcast so this doesn't make sense for a lot of people but flip flop see you next week <laughs> but Yo check Blansky! out JB is in the game that's all I'm gonna, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> uh, there's another celebrity with him towards the end but the, the circumstances of his cameo in this game are very funny um, but I so the last time I talked about this game I think I don't remember how long I was into the game, but I I maybe I don't think I had unlocked a second gun. So I'd only had the one gun, but by 
by the time now, obviously I've beaten it and I unlocked every gun. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with how much variety of shooting mechanics there were the further you get into the game because each gun you unlock has different properties. You can do different things, different personalities, and listening to all these guns talk to each other was my favorite part. I saw in the <laughs> the menus there's an option to turn down the comedy or turn down the talking. I don't what? know who does oh, that. Oh, wow. Huh. But it certainly wasn't me. Uh, but there were parts parts of this game that were really fantastic, and there were parts where I was wanting to break my controller in half. <laughs> and, again, I'm trying to talk about it Bob being vague. I don't want to spoil anything because the the what I really enjoyed was the story and the interactions. Oh, yeah. And the writing. But let me talk about something negative. I ran into a couple of glitches, boys. A little glitch, glitch, glitches. There was one boss fight where the boss straight up just disappeared <laughs> and was just shooting at me from nowhere. <laughs> Dang. And I would bolts would just be coming out of nowhere. Um luckily mm-hmm. one of the one of the gun's secret power is slowing down time. And I was able to just by pure luck shooting this slow down time bubbles all over the place managed to capture the boss and just and find where he actually was because he just <laughs> said something something offhand like oh you got me <laughs> or something when i like got when i managed to hit him with a bubble he was still invisible <laughs> and i ran into a situation where i got locked inside a space applebee's <laughs> uh and so i had to reload my save <laughs> and i was like i'm pretty sure i'm not supposed to be locked in this but i couldn't leave the space applebee's uh but man, this game this game was really good, you guys. I it's not a masterpiece by any means, but it's definitely a game you need to check out if you like Rick and Morty humor or just like Justin Roiland in general. Uh, the art style was great. The writing's fantastic. The variety of guns was really fun. the The enemy variety is kind of low. There is a little bit of backtracking through the levels, but overall. I definitely enjoyed it, and that's as much of a review as I'm going to give without spoiling it. This uh, this seems like it's it's sort of in all the feedback I've had is that this this seems like it's kind of in the the same vein in terms of like like the quality is still there from these games coming out by Royland, right? Like it seems like it's pretty consistent, which is, which is a good thing. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, that that seems to be the feedback that I've been getting, which is. I, I never got to finish Trover because it, I did it on VR and I got a couple hours into the VR and then uh, I fucking hated that Oculus uh, <laughs> and it would not work on my computer sometimes. Uh, so I'm actually interested in playing this uh, because I can actually uh, get it on Game Pass and, you know, play like a real gamer. Well, yeah, there's should, no excuse can... to not play this if you have Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I was reading somewhere that it's it was even touted as the best or... It, one of the best launches on Xbox Game Pass. Oh wow. So it's definitely worth playing. It's so good that even Shaw plays it and likes it. Dang. That's a that's a a spinning endorsement, if you ask me. So everybody check out High on Life. Again, I'm gonna cut myself off. I want to talk about it so bad, but I don't want to ruin it for either one of you. So 
everybody go play that game and then uh, eventually when you two beat the game we'll we'll round back up and talk about it also jeff you can play trover 2d which is how i beat it mm-hmm. I, come I don't, on jeff well i should take, say i do vr jeff come on my, my point there i guess was i started it in vr and so i never felt like i didn't want to retrack right does that make sense like i didn't want to go back and do more uh Shoot, i might have way. to go back and play it i never finished that game i might i might uh, download that and that one is Oculus. also worth it if you liked uh-huh. i'm sure if, if you like the story on high on life you'll like the trover story all right we're doing it boys Going back in time and playing Trover. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's this on the agenda right here? It says The Night Witch. Yes, this is the game that has been... This is the Elden Ring, for me, boys, that has been occupying my thoughts. And this, I got it on... I think it had been recommended or something. I got it on sale on, on Steam. And this is exactly the type of game is right up my alley, boys. It's a Metroidvania adventure game. And okay. you're you're flying around as a witch and you're shooting people. And that's the game. The art style <laughs> is great. Man, all these games Let have these great this. art styles. It's like an uh a cartoon, like an, a very well done cartoon. Is uh, this steampunk? This is what hmm. Jeff would call steampunk. That's what you, the Jeff is version, this which means no anime. <laughs> it looks like weeb content. <laughs> That's what Shaw would say. But this is fantastic, boys. You gotta, you got to play the Night Witch. This is one of those games, kind of like um, Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, where this I, is Vector all over it. I can yeah, just looking is, at these oh, screenshots. Yeah. This is Vector's type of game. This is my cup of tea. You're going through, you're getting different power-ups, and there's a little card system. Uh, It's a deck-building thing where you have three different slots for magic, and depending on what card it draws, like it's just a random draw, it changes the different magic that you have. So every time you use it, then you have a, um, a random card that pops in. So, you know, you can you can level up, you can progress the character. The story is actually pretty good as well, but it's just one of those five seconds of fun, you know, or whatever, 15 seconds of fun, that mm-hmm. loop over and over again. It's just fun to play. So this is the one that I've been thinking about. And it was to the point where I told Rob, I had bought it on Switch, or I'm sorry, on Steam. And then I said, oh, I could play this on Switch. And so I ended up buying it on Switch. But let me just tell you, boys, it has not been a good experience on Switch. I got the OLED Switch, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't run as smooth, number one, as a Steam Deck. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look as good. The resolution, it looks like 720p on the Switch versus 1080p on the Steam Deck. So it just looks better. It runs better. There's a lot of bullets and uh, different objects on the screen. So this is testing the limits of the Switch, boys. You know, what? how old is the Switch? Isn't it like 10 years old or something? 2015, I think, is when it came out. True. Yeah. It's about so it's time for there. that Switch to And it was boys. already dated hardware yeah, right. at the time. Uh-huh. So yeah, this really shows the like I, after playing it, 
I played in a couple of hours on on the Steam Deck, and now playing it on the Switch, I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. I don't want to even go back and yeah. try this uh, leveling up on this one. So I might just go back to the Steam Deck. But I really like this game, The Night Witch, and the company that makes it, um, Super Mega Team. I was looking at the other games that they put out. I have not tried any of these games as well, so I might try out some of these Super Magical Rise and Shine and Pro Zombie Soccer is no longer available for some reason. So if you huh, bought Pro weird. Zombie Soccer when it came out, you're uh, you're lucky because it's not available for purchase anymore. I don't know why, but Ooh, it's, it's wild because like Rise and Shine and the Night Witch, they look like the same game. <laughs> like the art style is almost yeah. identical. So yeah. that I think I'm going to like these other ones as well, but I haven't had a chance um, to check these other ones out. But anything like the night witch is my cup of tea so i'm going to continue playing this and hopefully i'll come back and talk about the ending boys hopefully huh. we'll see <laughs> we'll see you bring up a good point about the nintendo switch i've been thinking about that lately in particular with the switch and this new zelda game coming out and i worry that it's going to be tough uh just because it was good it was good at the time but you see how things are performing on the switch now and all the complaints about uh just the low resolution stuttering of frame rate uh graphical pop in i don't know man like i i i i want i'm ready to love the next Zelda game but i worry yeah I worry, maybe boys. because it's first party maybe nintendo has some tricks up their sleeve uh, maybe maybe we'll see yeah. uh, all right moving on this is this is the topic of the week so i guess uh <laughs> i guess there's a lot of hype around this i saw a movie this week boys uh hmm. a little movie called avatar the way of the water the yeah. last airbender <laughs> yes i really had no intention of seeing this movie i'm just gonna put that out there I was maybe going to watch it on Disney Plus, possibly when it came out, because I saw the first one with Vactor. We saw it on opening weekend in 3D at the Arizona Mills Mall, and it was fine, but I hadn't really given it a second thought since then. And I was prepared to never give this movie a second thought either, but uh, a pal of mine uh, in the area, his name's Nate, wanted to go see it. And I said, okay, I'll go see it with you. And I sat there for three hours, absolutely <laughs> trying not to fall asleep. Ooh. As a matter of fact, I thought about Vactor a lot because I was like, this must be what, Vac <laughs> what it's like to be Vactor when he goes to see a movie. Because I'm in a dark theater. I got the reclining seat, almost laying perfectly horizontal, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the screen. And I was like, man, I could definitely take a nap right now. I didn't, <laughs> but it was it was tough factor. So I just want you to say I uh, I can um, I can appreciate your struggle. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, real quick, Vactor's seen it twice now. Yes. Did you watch all the parts where you fell asleep the first time? Well, I didn't fall asleep, but watching it the second <laughs> time, I got even more hmm. enjoyment out of it. Okay. 
That's weird because this movie is mostly boring. What? <laughs> uh, so, so spoilers for Avatar. <laughs> oh, we spoiled it already. Yeah, just I know we rip, spoiled it, but just in case, we we there was a conversation a few episodes back true. when Jeff and Vactor saw this on opening weekend, and true, I asked true. them to spoil me. Uh, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit right now. So. First and foremost, I'll talk about the boring part. Do I re- do I really need 45 minutes of watching this kid swim with whales yeah. and learning about uh, whales? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That settles that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. How long? How long? Is that final battle? That final battle. Oh my God! Has yes. got to be fifty minutes long. Yeah, in, in minimum, in minimum. <laughs> How long are you in that fucking boat at the end? Like <laughs> right? they are. It, there's so many shots of these people struggling to breathe at the end. It is incredible. And how long do I, do I really need a thirty minute montage of these forest avatars learning how to swim? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, and then they don't even get to the water people until 45 minutes into the movie. Right. Uh, so there were, there were long stretches where I was, uh, let's just say not my attention was not being held, but certain things made up for it. Like, uh, crab mechs with boxing glove hands (laughs) (laughs) that do that do sidewalk sidewalking. Like they walk to the left and right, like crabs. I was like, okay, I can, I can get on board with that. Uh, this this little white kid who thinks he's a Navi spider, uh, <laughs> who go, who says my name is Spider, <laughs> actually, what is Spider? And then, I'm, actually, I'm going to do an impression of Spider. Uh, Jeff, yes. you be anybody from the movie. I don't care which character, and okay. and then just say hi, Spider, and I'll be Spider. Um, wet. Oh, hi, Spider. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part towards the end of the movie where he saves his dad, even though it's not really his dad, but it's the Avatar version of his dad, clone dad, and he's like, "Come with, come with me, son." And he goes. <laughs> and I started laughing. <laughs> He's like, like this a, kid's a dork. He's like <laughs> the weird girl in high school. You're right. He's like, he's hey, you cat. dropped your book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, real quick, the kid. If and, and uh, I know Vector thinks I hate the movie. I probably like it. I probably like it more than, than what it sounds like Rob did. But yeah, the white kid in here is very. It feels almost like Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, a little. Uh, out of place here uh i I thought at least and let me tell you i was not expecting to see so many navi boobs (laughs) i was like wow there's there's full-on nip like 20 times in here but they don't even acknowledge it they're like it's aliens so it's not it's not real nudity we can get the Mm pg-13 on here um so overall, it was fine. I'm going to give it a, a, a rating of it was fine. But I pro- I don't have any urge to see it again. Mm-hmm. And I probably won't. And in 10 years when Avatar 3 comes out, 
<laughs> I will uh, wait, you know, a month and a half to see it, and then I'll go. So nice. What'd you think of uh, Jermaine in it? Oh yeah, Jermaine's in uh, it. Jermaine, and yeah, sorry, Jermaine. He's speaking with an American accent for some reason, mm-hmm. and he's just he's just there. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind. They kind of give him. He's like, well, we shouldn't be doing this, yeah, guys. We're but he doesn't really him. have they any sort of that. real like impact on anything like, yeah well, he's oh, just well should should i don't know and then his ship just gets blown up or no a whale lands on his ship is that what it was <laughs> something like the whale yeah. free willies free willies mm-hmm. his ship uh, yeah yeah and then i'm like well i guess jermaine's gone and then i i turned to my pal nate who i was uh seeing the movie with and i said fly to the concords is canon in the i was gonna say to follow up on this i don't know did you guys see james cameron uh today or yesterday his quote about streaming by chance no i did not yeah so there's a video in here and he's and listen i love nolan but nolan's guilty of this a little bit too where i feel like sometimes uh, film directors are sort of like smelling their own farts a little bit, maybe, is maybe the, the phrase I would say. Like, maybe they think they're a little too important. Like, and so, so James Cameron is talking about streaming. He's like, we're back to theaters. Enough with streaming already. I'm tired of sitting on my ass. Hey, James, you know what you're going to theater to do? And in particular, your movie for three hours, sit, sit on, on my ass. ass. Sit yeah. on my oh, ass. Oh, snap. This thing right here? Yeah, play the Cisco clip. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> You're going to sit that thong on the fucking chair, James, okay? Okay. I and- don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this guy has in his mind that he's like, like, listen, your movies are cool. And I, me and Vector like to go see. Uh, the IMAX stuff, especially, I know me and him, Vector, we got probably, you know, planned, right? In, in theory, we probably got at least four movies off the top of my head I can think of. We're probably going to end up seeing, you know, in IMAX, you know, like we we both, I think, love that experience. I think, I, you know, I really loved Batman in that, too. Uh, that was my favorite way of seeing it. But to to get on here and be like, <laughs> you know. Like we're tired of this. Like we're gonna get off our ass. Tired like, of this, hey man. Like, like, calm down a little bit here, James. You, you make movies, my man. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't save the fucking world. Yeah, you know? You're friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold, all right? <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, James. Uh, but you wrote a Spider-Man but, uh, movie and it never got made, okay, James? Yeah, like, and again, I mean, Rob. So, you know, it's funny. I think it was interesting. You know, you you mentioned. You didn't like uh, some of the montages and stuff, like like I and that was kind of my point into like those kids, like they try to make you set up to like these kids, and there is like you said a ton I'm of like, stuff. Who in the even are these but, kids? Yeah, like, like, all of a sudden there's four kids. Yeah, and I don't. Which one like, is Sigourney Weaver? This half, this halfy over here. Yeah, that's supposed to be Sigourney Weaver. You know what the kids kind of feel like, except for the one they do. They do flesh out the one. Uh, that you know, uh, we all know what I'm talking about. Which one? I don't even know their names. Who who cares? Even I don't. I couldn't remember their names. And the two of them boy. looked exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not racist. <laughs> two of these Navi. Wow, wow. <laughs> looked exactly wow. the same. It, are you saying all blue aliens all look blue the same? All people look alike. Um, I'm just um, saying. Interesting. Uh, but uh, no, seriously, like the 
it, you know what it felt like? It felt like the characters. Here's what they are in my mind. It feels like James Cameron sitting there. He's like, oh yeah, this is this is the older brother. He's definitely gonna die. And then here's the younger brother who's you know competing with his older brother to do this. And then and then that's kind of like as deep as it gets. Like that's what the montage stuff does. It gives you like the summary and then out. There's no, you know, like I don't give a shit about those kids really. Like I couldn't even. I can't remember the names. You know, I can't even think of like. Only thing I can think of is you know this one guy's talking to whales, right? And also, and Bacter, I think can confirm this because he's seen it the most out of all of us. Yes, there's not really a story. That's and not he, true. Okay, hold on. So you got <laughs> you got Jake Sully, who's you know he's been humping on the he's been rubbing his tail with a, the the girl. Mm. Right, and they had a family. Getting in touch with nature, if you know what we're saying. And then the person is resurrected through through the power of uh, cloning. And he sees a video, and he's like, hey, listen, you've got my memories. You don't know what I'm talking about right now, but trust me, this guy killed me. And (laughs) you need to kill him. And that's the whole motivation for this guy. I'm going to go find uh, Jake Sully, because I guess he killed me? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he left. <laughs> well, I guess I'm gonna go over here because I guess he killed me. There he is. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you because I think you killed me, my man. Meanwhile, Jake Sully's plot is all right. Well, we can't live here because they're coming after us, so let's just go live with the fish people. Oh man, now we gotta learn to swim. Oh, they're back. They're back to fight us again. Fifty minutes of this. The end. Oh man, that's the plot. There's no. That there's no story. I know Vector disagrees. <laughs> I know he does. Oh, don't forget about the whales who do philosophy. Yeah. Mm, that is true. <laughs> and yes. And create song. The mm. whole the story is about the family. It's about Jake Sully protecting his family. That's what the story is about. And it's also a setup for this world. What what we're gonna see in the sequels is gonna be the rest of Pandora, they've already revealed that there's going to be a fire tribe of Navi. I so did read that. The and story, I thought about that. I said, okay, so if the Navi are blue and the, the water people are blue-green, what color are the fire avatars going to be? Ooh. I was like, they're going to be purple. <laughs> yeah. Remember that I called it right now. The fire Navi are purple, baby. <laughs> and doesn't it seem weird? I, I, I know they're building. I, I know they're like work has to be done, but it feels like, and I made this point in the thing. All right. Like they're all on the same planet. They're all plugging into the, the nature matrix, but they just seem so separate. It feels like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, again, like he's drawing on this, like, thing that's like this is this world's cool it's connected and does that but it doesn't seem to like pay off to me uh, other than like minor moments right like or convenient moments let's say right oh we need to we need to get lights to get him out of this boat guess what baby this planet's connected we're yeah, gonna but that's bring the, the lights same as, out as me saying all right jeff you're american do you connect with the saudi arabians do you connect with the Japanese people? People in different countries don't. Where's my tail? Where's my tail that I plug in? 
Where is that? <laughs> it's right there. Look. Also, plug my tail in. <laughs> this one girl has epilepsy, but we're not going to talk about that anymore. That's the setup oh. for the next movie. There's oh, that's how they do it. There's <laughs> three movies after this one. Just so you know, this is basically this is the first movie, and then the rest of them are Wait, all going to be on. sequels. Wasn't the first movie one. the first movie? No, because there was no intent of sequels for the first one this one they already know because they they wrote all of them back to back and then they filmed the next one back to back with this one so there's actually a plan for these sequels rather than the first one all right it's one and done it's almost like star wars a little bit where george lucas was like all right i don't know if i'm gonna get the rest of these made so let me throw in the death star let me make everything so that if this is the only movie, this is my my whole it's, story right it's here. It's funny that you say that. Right. So when I came back home and described the movie to my wife, I said to her, I feel like James Cameron had a stick, just put up sticky notes of every idea that he had and said, okay, which one should we use for this one? And he just looked at them all and he said, all of them. He scooped them all yeah. down off the, yeah. <laughs> off the walls and put it all in. All of now, it. <laughs> I didn't hear, Rob, I didn't hear you talk about any of the visuals in the movie. So I saw it in 2D on a oh, normal movie hey. screen. Uh, and I will give it this. It looks good. The I didn't see it in IMAX. I didn't see it in 3D. I could tell. I know that there were supposed to be scenes where the frame rate was supposed to jump here and there. I really don't think that happened in the, the version that I saw. But, but there, there were times where it seemed... I don't want to call it choppy, but it looked like it was slowing down a little bit. But not in a good way. Because I think they're just showing it in, you know, 30 frames a second or 24 frames a second, whatever regular film is. But it's just the scenes that were intended to be faster, if that makes sense. But they weren't showing it faster. That's the best I can describe it. Um, Like watching 60 frames per second on a TikTok that is 30 frames, like where you can tell the difference, I guess. Right. Or it's like a uh, video game where your 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 gameplay is 60 and then they cut to a cutscene and you're looking at 30 frames. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah, it's, it's the a best little, I can describe it. Jarring. Uh, yeah. But the the visual effects were very good. Um I I I, ne- I never once, I don't think I recall thinking, oh that looks fake, oh that's CG or this is that or the other. Like I was fully uh, immersed in the visuals so i'll give it that um i did not cry watching it and that that's a something i want to point out because <laughs> on a podcast that vector and i both like dlc uh jeff canada said that he cried over the visuals <laughs> 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 um and that did not happen to me uh but i also didn't see it in imax 3 so maybe there's a little to be desired there. But I know Vactor cried. I and really think you should have seen it in 3D, at least 3D, um, the high frame rate also. But the reason why is because at home, if you ever watch it at home, you're not going to get the same effect. So I think at least once seeing it in 3D is worth it. That's how Jeff and I saw it. Um, the second I only saw it in IMAX once, but the second time I saw it um, in just regular s- standard size 3D, and I think that adds a lot to the 
to the immersion of the film. I'm sure it does. And just to to be fair, I didn't buy the tickets. I didn't select the time. My buddy Nate was just like, let's go see it uh, this day and this day. And he bought the tickets. And so I went in there assuming it was 3D and it wasn't. So I was like, oh, okay. I guess we're seeing it the old fashioned <laughs> way. Um, and overall, it's not a bad movie. I know I'm ripping on movie on the movie. And I only do that because I, that's what makes talking about movies fun to me. Uh, but it wasn't bad, but that I just, I'm not convinced it needed to be as long as it was. That's, that's from me. I think there were plenty of things that could have been cut out, but overall it wasn't a bad movie. I probably won't see it again, but maybe just maybe I'll see avatar three. If a uh, Vactor buys me a ticket, it comes out next year. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> believe it when I see it. <laughs> Vactor. Oh boy. All right. Before we move on, <clears throat> I'm not going to wrap up the podcast just yet, boys. I'm going to ask you a question. Now, this was a question submitted to the Midnight Society from Schaff, Factor's co-host of uh, Technological. If you died tomorrow, what pieces of your geek merch would you want your other two hosts to have? Excellent question. And I'm going to throw it to Vactor since he looks like he's falling asleep. <laughs> Vactor, if you died tomorrow, what pieces, what piece of geek merch in your in your possession would you give me, and what would you give Jeff W? Anything Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would go to Jeff W. <laughs> that <makes> anything, sense. <laughs> <laughs> anything Ohio would go to Rob. Ohio. Ohio. You got Ohio Ooh. merch? No. But if I did, <laughs> I probably. He's got that would, big Ohio poster on his wall back there. I think all of my Spider Man stuff would go to Rob, and then all my Dragon Ball Z stuff would go to Jeff. Oh. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, for me, taking a look at my things here, if I were to die tomorrow you know what i would do i would give my all my old nintendo super nintendo games i got consoles right there games this and the other all of that old stuff i would give to vector yeah because Ooh. he could he could plug it all in and let his little boy yeah play oh, all yeah, that yeah. stuff so i think that would be pretty good and then uh for jeff i have this Bowser mouse pad with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> They're very squishy. Uh, and I do can like you motorboat them. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, too small. <laughs> but it was worth a shot. <laughs> no, I would give I I'd give this Vactor's got tons of comic books. So I'm not giving them I got a, I got tons of comics over here. Believe it or not, Jeff. Believe it or not, Factor, Invincible, Daredevil, Howard Ooh. the Duck, Batman, New Avengers, Hawk Guy. I've got comics coming oh, out yeah. the wazoo over here. So I'd give that to you. And then everything else I would let you guys just fight over. Uh, I which want, is totally fine. If I had to call dibs, I'm taking that right behind Rob on camera. I'm taking the RAF in that. Yeah, yeah uh, right. The big yeah. boys? Yeah. Oh, man. They're a set. Yeah, you well, can take that cartoon raft that's up there too. I don't know if you can mm, see it, but there's a cart, a big, tall cartoon version one over there too. I'll take him. I'll take him too. 
Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> now, what about you, Jeff? What geek merch you got that you're going to give to um, us? You know, my what are we allowed to take? Come on. Not gonna show, but I will give Vactor my... I'll give Vactor my David... Ch- my framed David Cho Batman covers. Soon to be a Superman cover, too, at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll turn my camera around at some point here to show you. Uh, I'll give Vactor my, my David Cho Batmans. Uh, David Cho being one of my favorite artists, and obviously Batman being one of my uh, favorite characters of all time. And then if I had to give Rob something, Rob would get, I need to, I'm cleaning so they're not in my room right now, but I would give Rob my Yoshi rug. Ooh. My ghost, uh, my, what's, what's, the guy, what's the name of the ghost on Mario? Is it? Abu. Boo? Yeah, is it not just a boo? boo. boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not Middle Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> I would give uh, I would give Rob my my boo and Yoshi rugs. I think he would enjoy. Those would look good in my office. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Or put the put that in the boys' room one day when he's when he's loving Mario. Once this movie comes out, dude, he's into Mario now. He's asked. Oh, yeah. He's asking to watch the Mario trailer. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again and we found like a video on youtube that just compiles all the clips they've released of the super mario brothers movie mm. just into one video and he likes yeah, watching yeah. that over and over so yes. he's hyped he's hyped sometimes, on that mario brothers movie I'm telling you sometimes we win boys yep. sometimes we win all right that's about to i think that's gonna do it boys for this week's episode of sandbox gamers after dark thanks for joining us everybody yes but uh don't leave just yet because i have a couple quick things to say to you you should check out the vactor podcast network did you know our co-host vactor he practically lives and breathes for podcasting yes that's right and the the one i want to mention in particular is the comic book kaiju his weekly sometimes even more than once during a week twice a week three times a week it's happened before but at the very minimum weekly comic book podcast with all your comic book news reviews and more most recently uh let's see uncanny omar teaches us how to stay in near mint condition this sounds like a sweet episode what's this all about vector oh yeah omar who is a fantastic comic book collector has a YouTube channel called Near Mint Condition where he shows off all of his different collections. We're talking omnibus, like the fat stack comic books. And he came on Ooh. to talk about his comic book journey, which is actually very interesting. He, he was all over the place, um, starting out in Peru and then learning how to read through comic books and then ending up in Kentucky with his family. So there's a very interesting story that goes through uh, talking about being an immigrant and comic books, what they mean to him in his life. But he has a fantastic channel, Near Mint Condition, like I said, where he reviews. Actually, he, he breaks a lot of new books before they come out. He uh, gets advanced copies. So definitely check out Near Mint Condition and check out the comic book Kaiju podcast where I interviewed him. Yes. And follow comic book Kaiju pretty much wherever. Uh, he's putting putting out daily vids on Instagram and TikTok with all these little tidbits on comic book characters you didn't know you needed to know about. You got to check it out. Also, check out Treknological, soon to be called Treknopod, scuttlebutt around uh, 
the Sandbox Gamers Discord is that they are taking a short hiatus, but they will, in fact, be returning. Don't let anybody trick you into thinking <laughs> they won't. They're on a short hiatus where they're going to be rebranding. <laughs> so check out Technological, soon to be Technopod. Uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. You've heard me talk about it every week. One Trek of Mind. Is it a, a Star Trek rewatch podcast starring myself, Factor, and Chip W, where we go back and watch all the old episodes of The Next Generation? And that's it? Could be more real than you think. It's tough <laughs> to say, but uh, just keep your ear to the ground on that, boys. Don't forget to find our link tree. In the show notes where you can find all our social media links. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. And the very last thing I've got to tell you, probably the most important thing, if you take away anything from this podcast, let it be this one thing. GG, everybody. GG. GG.